Good morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to my love. What's going on? Welcome to your Thursday. We are at the end of October. You know what I'm going to say. I probably shouldn't even say it. Listen, you can't make people do things, but I like to appeal to the to the entrepreneur out there that may be listening. You know, if if there was something you wanted to get done, you need to start getting it done. If there was a goal you had in 2020, you, the time is running out. And in America, man, after Thanksgiving, you know, it's hit or miss. You may or may not reach the people you've been trying to reach. Uh, your paperwork may sit on your desk or sit on someone's desk for a while. So just get it done. It's the end of October. Um, yeah. And this has been one heck of a year. I'm super excited that the election is going to take place. Uh, next week, I'm glad it's going to be over, and I hope we are done for sure with Donald Trump. That would be fantastic, and I hope it ushers in a whole new era of professionalism and and you know the, these like seasoned, honest people going back into politics, choosing a life of service, and restoring service in in public service roles. You know what I mean? You got to have a servant's heart to be good at it. And uh, I recognize the money is good, but, yo, it's a reason why money corrupts people. You know, but the glitch in the human design is greed, I think. I think everything was dope until uh, people realized, well, wait. <laughs> if If I don't go hoard all this money or this food or this medicine or whatever... Uh, then I'm not going to have enough. You know, and I don't care what happens to other people, but I'm looking out for me. As long as that's part of our design, we got, we're going to have issues. And hopefully uh, there are more people who aren't like that than are. So ugh, I can't wait to be done with this election and this type of politician. Um, and then what was I thinking? Oh, so you know how disappointed I was in that vow uh, on HBO that documentary because it was just not enough about this weirdo who ran the cult you know and it's like I get this hand wringing and I you know it was all about these people who were going to catch him and they documented everything so that was weird to me too it's like you know we're going through this tough time let's pick up a camera and film it and I know one of the guys was a filmmaker but whatever but their guilt and their hand wringing and the one that got on my nerves the most was this director named Mark Vicente. I'm not sure why he annoyed me, but I guess it was just his hand wringing and, you know, he was clearly indoctrinated in the cult. And uh, I think in that, in the vow, they downplay, you know, just how high up he was, even though they told us, but they downplay it. So y'all, there is another documentary on, I want to say stars, and it's called Seduced. Um, inside Nexvium or however you say it. Anyway, in this documentary, they get the girl they've been trying to get in the other documentary. I guess they were competing. I didn't, the way the HBO one ends, you're not sure if she's out of the shit or not. Well, she is. It's Catherine Oxenberg's daughter. Catherine Oxenberg was on Dynasty like 40 years ago. That's how I know who she is. But she's also like the daughter of a queen or something like she's royalty. Uh, but anyway, 
her daughter was really uh, heavily discussed in HBO's documentary. And Catherine Oxenberg was on that one. And you see this Mark Vicini and his wife constantly trying to get, constantly at Catherine Oxenberg's house trying to get this girl out the cult. So in that one, he looks like a hero. But girl, in the other one, I'm assuming I'm talking to girls, but I know my audience is mostly men, so sorry. Um, So, (laughs) y'all, when the other documentary starts, I only caught like 25 minutes, but this India Oxenberg, she must have, she gave three very clear examples where Mark Vicente uh, bullied her and was one of the people who made her feel the worst uh, the worst in this, uh, cult, you know, cause he was always like strong arming her and making her stay in this cult, <laughs> but and he didn't realize it was a cult at the time. But in her do- documentary and her, I think it's produced by them, they're competing documentaries. So India is not in HBO's version, but this version has more stuff about Keith Raniere, which of course, that's what I wanted to know about. And more uh, with India. And she's like, yeah, her testimony is interesting because it's like that dude was doing all this hand ring in HBO show. But now we know why. You know, he downplayed how uh, much he bullied these. But he was definitely in a cult. And when you listen to it, it sounds so much like Scientology. So it's fascinating. But I've, I've, I've only seen like 25 minutes of this other show. And I like it better already. Because that hand-wringing and shit, I don't want to hear all that. I know you feel guilty and you feel bad or whatever, but I don't need seven or eight episodes of that. You know, the only good... There was one really standout episode where the girl was trying to explain to us why she got branded. But see, they are competing because that that lady is nowhere near... The Edmondson lady from Vancouver is nowhere near uh, this documentary, this docuseries. So they must have competed to get the stories out and, um, you know, they didn't share all their all their uh, details with each other because they have footage of of all those people. But they don't from from Nexvium or Nixvium, however you say it, but they don't have them appearing in the docuseries. You can see they were like competing. I think Catherine Oxenberg is the only one that's in both. And um, but I'm telling you. It's way better because they already pointed out that Keith was lying about his education, which I'm sure he was. I just feel like the HBO one wasn't the real story. It wasn't complete. It wasn't the thing that was the most interesting about this very bizarre story. And now I think it's because they were trying to downplay their roles in, in um, especially Mark Vicente. So, um, yeah, man, you got to come clean. He never I don't remember any confessional from him talking about he bullied people. And he did not make it as clear as he could that he was high up and making a ton of money and strong arming people. And maybe that's what I objected to because I was missing something. I knew something in the HBO series was missing. And I thought, well, maybe it should be more about Keith Raniere. But see, if they were to talk more about Keith Raniere, about who he really was, then they'd have to expose more about who they really were, too. Hmm. Don't make no docuseries if you're not going to commit. That's the way I feel. Go all in. This India, she was making it clear. I bet she's not friends with them. I bet 
her mom finally got her out and then she was like yeah they were a big part of why I was fucked up so yeah it was deep so uh I'm liking that so I'll I'll watch more episodes as they come on and I'll let you know what's going on with that um but I was intrigued because I really did not like the HBO docuseries that much it was disappointing I mean after they got their vaginas branded which was ridiculous and the lady was trying to make it seem like it was she was trying to explain her process and how she was like okay with it at the time and it's like "Mm, you can keep talking but you you basically are saying you knew it was crazy and your peer pressure and your the the indoctrination made you stay there but I'm gonna tell you what if somebody starts coming for a brand uh, with a brand for your vagina you should go seems like something you shouldn't have to say but you should go just be like you know what I left something in my car. <laughs> Just head out. <laughs> I'm not even being funny. I mean, for real, like find a way to get the hell out of there. That is that is not a leadership group. So anyway, uh, you know, I I'm fascinated by humans and some of the things we do really uh, fascinating and intrigue me. So, you know, I don't spend a ton of time watching TV. But when I do, it's got to really hold my attention. And uh, there's one day I, I usually just allow myself. So I like I'm I'm used to watching HBO on Sunday nights for the last 20 years, 30 years. I've I've watched HBO since Sex and the City for real. So that's going back in, to the 90s. And it's like Sunday is The Sopranos. It's Sex and the City. It's you know it's something dope on HBO. And uh, I've kind of, and with the pandemic, I've kind of allowed myself to watch a little bit more. But um, yeah, it's been it's been really interesting, and I think we're gonna get good payback for 2021. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I know I haven't had the worst year, and I have documented it pretty clearly on this podcast. I've had a pretty good year, but that doesn't mean it wasn't without struggles. I've had some struggles, um, but nothing that. Um, you know, nothing financial. I did, my job wasn't threatened. Not this year. <laughs> my job wasn't threatened. And, uh, you know, it's been a good year, but certainly I've had some challenges, Herculean challenges. And I feel like the payback is on the way. We're going to have a good year next year. Start, finish up the things you need to finish for 2020 and really start focusing in on what you'd like to accomplish in 2021 and write it all down. And don't be afraid to be outlandish. Write write what you really, really want to see happen and be clear about it and, and get excited about it. What does it feel like? You know, that's the roadmap to your future. A lot of people, you know, you wouldn't drive your car to California from St. Louis and be like, hmm, I'm just going to head west and see where I wind up. You need a map. And so write these things out. Get clear. Get excited. Um, you know, hitting goals is great. I I can't lie to you. Uh, It's just like having money. Having money is great. You know, I've spent a good chunk of my life not having a lot of money. (laughs) So having money is fantastic. (laughs) I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, you need to have goals uh, that you want to hit, you know, because having money just to have money. That's how people get in trouble. That's why all these uh, rappers and athletes have so many problems because it's like, oh, now I got money and I've lost my mind. Because as soon as you get money, real money, people can, they can smell it and they're like, whoa. 
And all of a sudden, that's why, you know, the most average-looking basketball-playing dude has the hottest wife in the world. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying she a gold digger, but, hey, I'm not saying she not, you know? Uh, You just, it's survival of the fittest. And a rich dude will make a great provider. And suddenly, a rich man is a very attractive man, whether he is physically or not. So, you know... You got to, there are a lot of pitfalls. So just have a plan. If you have a plan, you have fewer pitfalls and you don't have as many lessons to learn because you're prepared. Part of success is being prepared. I think a big part of it, you know, a, a huge part of being successful and your plan of success should include preparation and being prepared. And yeah, you're going to have to pivot too. But when you have an idea of where you're going and, and who you are, you can't be moved. It's like playing good defense in basketball. If I'm sure in my base and my footwork is impeccable, you can't. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna. I'm going to play better defense over your offense because I'm solid, you know. But if I'm playing half-ass and my footwork ain't good and you know my I can't anticipate where you're going, then yeah. And th- th- that's partly why I don't watch this brand of the NBA to digress a little bit because they don't play defense it's all threes and I am not interested in some three I I grew up in the 80s and I finished growing up in the 90s watching basketball and uh you know I like a bruise them beat them up style of basketball I like the Detroit Pistons of the 80s the bad boys you know you had to get through Mahorn I mean, he used his butt as like a lethal weapon. Like, pow, he could just knock you off the block. And then you uh, you had Mahorn and, um, dude, I can't think of his name. Man, that makes me crazy because I can see his face. And they, they were just lethal down there. I'll have to remember. But bad boys, uh, you, had to play to, you had to play defense. Michael Jordan was a defensive player of the year a few times. Like, that guy's... You had to play, you had to punish people. You know, this brand of NBA is not like that. I, I just don't get it. So, you know, Bill something. Damn. Rick Mahorn and Bill. I can see his face as clear as Bill. Ah, the perils of aging. Okay, people, it's Thursday. Let's go knock them out. Make your plan to finish up your 2020 strongly and then launch yourself into 2021. Write it all out. Don't be lazy. It's your life. When you take shortcuts, you're only shortcutting yourself. So write it all out. Get excited. And like, let's just turn the corner. I mean, I haven't had a bad year, but I'm ready to see what the future holds because this year has just been a mother. And don't sleep. After this election, watch. Stuff is going to start shutting down again because y'all... Not you guys, because you guys are smart, because you listen to my podcast. But a lot of folks did not wash their hands or social distance. And I'm pissed. But it is what it is. All right. Be good. Talk soon.
Seventeen's. <laughs> 